You know, this is my first time eating here, and I hear that the steak is absolutely incredible. In fact, I just ordered one about 20 minutes ago, and it should be coming out of the kitchen at any moment. The view here is incredible. I highly recommend you visiting this place. Oh, here comes my steak. Uh, yeah, sir? Sure, I don't care if you cut it. What? What's this? What's this? Ah! Ah! Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations off the latest menu of science fiction movies and television shows. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, a place where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversation about science fiction shows, movies, and Don's great head of hair. <laughs> that is definitely going to be cut. <laughs> no! <laughs> I just had an excellent uh, ravioli dish that was out of this world, um, served up um, by a lady with uh, four Ooh. heads. <laughs> It was a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a man. Yes, and so, uh, um, we and were, that, and that was while we were staring out over the system of Aquarius. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Which is, is a, the age, age of, of Aquarius. Wow. We were uh, just previously discussing the the uh, gadgets we use to record this because we really are a sci-fi crazy people, and there's like ten million things on the table. Don is this is the first time that Don's recording with all my new gadgetry and there's yeah, like it's, it's there's quite, like fifteen like, different microphones, five different computers. I not. feel like I'm in the the um uh what was it called on Star Trek Next Generation? Oh I don't the, know. The not the main deck, but there was a you know, when they separate the saucer separated from the other half, there was a a second deck, a second uh, I like the next generation, but you know what? I cannot remember. Well you, and they separated the saucer from the ship, so it must have been like a really expensive special effect because they did it like in I don't know how many seasons there were they did it like three times. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure. But anyway, so uh, you weren't a next generation. I, I was, but I don't uh, remember that. Okay, uh, hands down of all the Star Trek series, Next Generation is my favorite, even including the original. What what hands down. what was your favorite thing about the Next Generation? Um, what, made, what made it so good in comparison to like Deep Space Nine? Um. See, I like the new enemies, the Cardassians. Um, I like that the Kling. I like that the Klingons were part of the Federation, but kind of separate. And I, I loved the Civil War episodes with the Klingons and the Romulans. I loved that. Um, I especially loved if you're a true Next Generation fan. I especially loved the episodes with the Traveler, and he was in I think two or three. Um. And in the end, like when the series ends, or not close to the end, but when Wesley leaves, when that episode where he leaves with a traveler to become a traveler, like that's my all-time favorite episode. I can tell I am not, I'm not, while I like Next Generation, I am not nearly a Generation fanboy like I thought I was. Yeah. I don't even remember the traveler. Wow. It was the one where um, they were doing warp experiments on the ship, and the guy that was actually doing them, 
he wasn't the traveler. His assistant was the traveler, and his assistant was messing with the warp engines, and they went like way out beyond the edge of the galaxy. And very cool. It was a great. It was a great. The the best line in the in the in the episode. I'm I'm really showing my geekiness is, but the traveler is kind of uh, dying, kind of and. Um, Picard asks him why he's here and he was there because of Wesley because he said and he was like well what's so special about Wesley and he said like um, like he compared him to Mozart and Mozart's ability to see and feel and hear music is what made Mozart such a great composer well Wesley was he can he said Wesley is that way with space and time like that's like he sees what like Wesley becoming yeah, so it was kind of it. Oh, good episode. Well, Don, anyway, you are truly so. coming out of the closet when it comes yeah. to your Star no, Trek, Star Trek, yeah, yeah, Star Trek geekdom. Yeah, I was, uh, and they just started showing them again on. Did you watch every single episode? Yeah, you did at least twice. At least oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Whenever there was a marathon, I was on it. Whenever it, it's actually back on. I, oh, one night this week, Sci-Fi has like four episodes in a row, and yeah. It's like Monday or Tuesday night, yeah, probably, because they do that yeah. typically. They were doing that with the X Files for a while, but yeah. So, but anyway, wow. so uh, let's talk about some more recent. Uh, let's get more recent. Um, um, Scott's been dying to talk to me about Dollhouse. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we just so let's chat start about there? We chatted with uh, about Dollhouse with Matt on Monday. I had a little show with Matt and got Matt's opinion on it. I'm really interested in finding out about Dollhouse from Don's perspective. Don, tell us about. Your dollhouse experience. Okay, so we have to preface my dollhouse experience with the fact that it's a Joss Whedon show. Yes. And I'm a big Joss Whedon Josh fan. Josh Whedon. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Can yeah. do... Don't say Josh. Can do so, no... Yeah. Josh. Yeah. No, Joss Whedon <laughs> is an absolutely yeah. awesome... And friend. so, and I mean, and I, like, I loved Buffy. I loved Angel. I loved Firefly. Okay. Now, so, of those three, yeah, what was your favorite? I'm not saying. Angel. It was yeah. Angel. <laughs> it was Buffy. It was. Remember, like it was. Well, what? that's no different than Matt. Matt. Matt's watched every single Buffy episode, and yeah. I, not me. I watched a few. Do you remember what your very first Christmas present you ever got me was? Mm, no. Season one of Buffy. Was it? I still have it. Wow. It's, my, so it was you, my, it's the best season too. And you know so, what? You had asked yeah. for that. That's why mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Season one of Buffy. Okay, so back to Dollhouse. So I'm a big Josh Whedon fan. I'm really excited about Dollhouse. I watched the first episode, and I'm not going to lie. I wasn't too excited. wasn't yeah. really excited about the plot. The, okay, so the concept is interesting. I'm not so sure I like the way they're handling... Like, I thought this would be a government kind of run thing, and it's not. It's a for hire it's almost, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a rogue... It's like a high-class rogue organization that's outside the government. Yeah. And the government's like, well, I like that part of it where the that agent like thinks he knows about it and is investigating it. And that's yeah. kind the of government obviously plays a part in what's going yeah. on. But uh, we didn't see that developed in the first episode. Not yeah. much. Except that. What I, what, I, what, I, what I found also interesting was um, the flaw in the program. And that seems to be. When they implant some kind of memory that is closely related to an actual memory of that person, it kind of conflicts with the programming. 
like it affect like during the uh, exchange of the kidnapping, like they implanted in her that she was an abused child when she was young, or she was adopt kidnapped too when she was young, and I and I think there was a part of that that was real in her life, and that was what was causing her her slipping out of the programming. And having her ask, you know, or whatever. I thought that I, I mean, maybe that's just my interpretation. Maybe that's not true. Yeah. But clearly, there's a flaw in the programming yeah. method. So, Don, here's my perception yeah. of that yeah. entire thing. Yeah. yeah, I think my understanding was she was imprinted with a memory, and in that memory, there was abuse of that memory. Whoever right. had the abuse had right. some abuse. Now, when that began, when that memory became really close to what was going on in actuality with the man and his daughter and all that, that that began to kind of sever the programming. The, the, pre- the programming. Okay. But I didn't think that it was because. I could buy that. Yeah, I didn't think it was because she herself had abuse. Hmm. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. It, but I, either well, way, we, we don't know. Like it, we're both speculating yeah. on what we think. But clearly, there was something that caused the programming. To yeah. And this is part of the conflict: is that she has she's remembering stuff that is not part of the programming yeah. during it. Yeah, and that's causing some hesitation. Yeah. It is interesting that the memory, the way they imprint memory, um, imprints the asthma, the nearsightedness yeah, of was, the person as well. That was interesting. And apparently, it's not a true memory. Like it sounded like it was a composite memory of a bunch of different people, and part of that composite was this. Yeah, is that I, the way you understood. Yeah, it? I, I need to see more episodes to understand that because again, first episode here. Right, right. And, and what I'm seeing is a little bit of um, um, my own worst enemy, which I don't know if you watched any. It's no longer on the air. It didn't last very long. Right. But it's a similar concept. They oh. imprint on the Christian Slater this, you know, guy who works for some company who has a wife and kids. And then he's also this, like, super spy. So he has two personalities. One's the real super spy. And then there's this imprinted. That show looked like, good. I never actually got to it, see it. It was interesting, but I, it was a little violent for me and a little, I don't know, it was bizarre. Like, yeah. I, I wanted it to last, but it didn't. So. But well. Anyway. I think that one of the things that um, uh, one of the things that uh, in the episode that that uh, I liked was the set of Dollhouse. The actual Dollhouse set itself was pretty beautiful. It was it was interesting. Well done because the outside was kind of well. You didn't really see the outside. No, and I'm like, waiting. You just saw that tunnel where they like unloaded them. Right. So like. And you saw the high rise building, like where the uh, where they have where they meet where whoever's running the dollhouse does debriefings and stuff. Well, uh, Australian lady or whatever, or yeah, with like her office. Yes, yeah. and her and there's a what's her blonde guy there, and then oh, there's yeah. and then then I want to call him Commander Locke all the time. That's oh, not his name. But uh, love his role. Like, oh, I mean, he wasn't as a really, handler. Oh, yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Like that's that's probably pretty much my strong attraction to the show right now is Commander Locke. From okay, we're referencing uh, Matrix, but yeah, just so you know, and and then, well, when you see it, if you've seen the Matrix, you go, "Oh my gosh, it's Commander Locke." But um, he has yeah, done other stuff. It, it's but, interesting yeah. role. Like I love his kind of like dual, like you know, he's for the company, but I, I don't know. I think there's some connection between the dolls and and him. But anyway, so we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see that character grow. Because it's the only, his character I like a lot, and I also like the agent who's investigating the um, 
the Dollhouse. I, I really like. Right, his he's 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 actually a really good actor in Battlestar Galactica yeah. when I see him, um, and uh, and I like his role because I think of, yes. it's just I love. There's something about seeing characters you've seen in other TV shows that are no longer on the air, or or in the case of Battlestar Galactica, going off the air, and uh, now permanently. Yeah, this is a final. There's like four episodes left, five episodes left. We, I apologize. We won't talk about that series too much because I don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, and we're kind of and, – and what we're doing here is just kind of talk about shows that we both we watch, both some commonalities. Yeah, yeah. So it gives us something to discuss yeah. at least. Scott may do some casts without me and he may talk about Battlestar. Yeah. Because but, 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 he's a huge fan. And, yeah, and, and it has a huge gathering. There's oh, some, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huge. But, you know what? We – we are doing uh, – Don's going to be with us about half the cast and Matt will be the other half at this point is the way it looks. And who knows who else will bring it. Yeah. You know, whatever. There's a lot of friends of ours that have science fiction. And it's we a might, big restaurant. Yeah, it is. Big yeah. restaurant. We meet lots of people here. Yeah. And uh, we might even have both of them on sometime at the same time. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I was uncertain about – I know there's people that really like – Eliza – and don't ask me to pronounce her last name. The guy – the character that plays uh, Echo – Dushku, Eliza yeah, Dushku, or yeah, Dushkal like or whatever. But anyways, I was not. I liked her in her role. I just was not. She did a great job when she became the school teacher, the negotiator. I liked her then. Yeah, but I just the bike racing thing. I don't, yeah. what, you know, whatever that role was. It was kind of an interesting thing. I was actually Matt and I were comparing it to the beginning of Firefly, and the beginning of Firefly establishes itself so much better than Dollhouse yeah, did. I don't, yeah, uh, but. Whatever. Yeah, we'll uh, get, you know, we'll give it a few episodes and see where it goes. It's yeah. just waiting. I'm confident it's going to go a good direction. And it'll probably, you know, and hopefully the cast will tighten up and there'll be some conflicts there. The yeah. and uh, and we'll see some of that. What, what I what I was expecting more of from Dollhouse was that, skin. Yeah, no, no, was um like in in my own worst enemy with Christian Slater, which I'm going to compare it to because there's similar kind of special effects. Like all they were doing in that one was imprinting another identity. In Dollhouse, we get the impression, and we, the sadness is we didn't see a lot of it the first episode, is that they're going to be, they're imprinting more than just identities. They're imprinting, you know, like in this particular episode, negotiation abilities. But I'm guessing it goes further than that, like how to fly an airplane or how to, you yeah. know, karate, kind of like the Matrix yeah. imprinting. When they when they go on the you know on the matrix or whatever, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see that part of it because that's kind of someone was saying in one of the forums that I was uh, reading that one of the issues with the whole realistic idea of imprinting someone is that while they might have the actual memories, they don't have the muscle memory. Hmm, you know, because you know your muscles get used to doing a certain thing. So if they're like it, even though the mind might know how to do karate, for example, the body would not know how to do karate. Yeah, but but in this particular episode, they imprinted as imprinted asthma on her. Right. So that's I guess a, I, I guess the reality the reality is it's science fiction, and yeah. there's a and there's there, there, there's a mount there's a mount where we we are willingly suspending some disbelief. Yeah. Because if we if we wanted. Literal and realistic, we'd be watching, um, I don't know, One Tree Hill yeah. I, or something like that. Something that would be um, a little bit more realistic. And we obviously don't. We like science fiction right. fantasy for that purpose. So it looks like I'm on, I'm on IMDb as we're discussing. And it looks like they've contracted for 10 episodes. Yeah, that's and the then, way it – and then yeah. who knows what happens. So my guess is that 
you're guessing that this is a mid-season launch, so we're probably 10 episodes. It's probably half a season. Yeah. Or if it's full season, the full season will pick, pick up back in the fall again. Yeah. Probably, probably yeah. won't go through the summer. Yeah. That's that's my and answer. I and I'm and I, my guess is if Fox does decide to drop it, if it sci-fi may pick it up, who knows? Like we certainly kind hope. of like Stargate. Stargate was Fox, and then they dropped it. And I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so it could be one of those kinds of things. Stargate. Let's talk about Stargate. Okay, time out. Let's before we leave Joss. Oh yeah, let's talk. Let's finish our discussion in uh, Dollhouse. But I do want to talk about. Well, before we before I end our discussion on Joss Waited, we do have to make one small comment about um, Doctor Harville. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Talk about Dr. Harville. <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen Dr. Harville, it's, uh, you can get it on iTunes, I think. It's three episodes. They're very short, like I think half an hour each, maybe less. And um, it's phenomenal. <laughs> like I've, I have it on my iTunes on my laptop, and I watch it over and over because it's a superhero <laughs> series with singing. <laughs> And it's the most obscure people singing. You like it's Neil Patrick Harris plays Doctor Horrible, the villain, and he sings, and it's really horrible. But he sings, and then the hero is Doc is what's his name, Captain Hammer. Yeah, Captain Hammer, and that is, of course, Mal from Firefly. I don't know what his. Uh, do you know what? I forget his real name. I don't either. He's been. He's but been, he's been. But um, he yeah, and he plays Captain, and he's the captain of the Firefly. But in Dr. Horrible, he is Captain Hammer, the superhero, and he sings as well. Quite horribly, he sings. But um, anyway, I just wanted to throw in a little pitch for Dr. Horrible. It's on iTunes podcasts, I think, or TV. Just do a search for Dr. Horrible and it will come up. And it is really funny. If you're into comic books, you'll really love it. Yeah, it, it was a good, and they're actually talking about making a sequel to it. Really? I think so. I think oh, so. I would be so. I, I heard rumors oh, of it, man. and uh, if any of you know out there, you can let us know by writing into the show or calling in and letting us know because we uh, did not actually research that much. And Nathan Fillion. Oh, thank you, thank you. Is, uh, yes, who's he's, he's in a cop show right now? I think is where his current thing is. Yeah, it's on a network, like a major network. Yeah, so I mean, good for him. Yeah, we'll uh, see. not something I'm not probably going to watch. Yeah, I have because uh, that's what we really need is one more like. Cop law crime. Yeah, because there show. just are yeah. not enough cop shows on yeah. TV. Yeah. When right. you have to go, oh, I watch CSI, and then you have to go. Which one? Which one? Yeah. Miami, New York, Las right, right, Vegas. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Maui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. um, okay, we're moving into Stargate. Let's let's talk about SGU. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm maybe not as up to speed on it as much as Scott is because maybe he's read some things uh, I haven't. Actually, I'm just on Wikipedia now. So okay. <laughs> no, um, not really up We to are speed. very excited. We are huge Stargate fans from Star- from Stargate to Stargate Atlantis. We watched all fans. 10 seasons yeah. of Stargate. And then it was Stargate Atlantis ran for how many? Four? Four. And Four we, seasons. And oh. uh, phenomenal. We loved the Wraith. We yeah. loved the entire concept. So when they announced... Uh, I guess in August of uh, – I guess it was in August of um, 22nd of 2008 when they announced they were doing Stargate Universe. <gasps> we were thrilled well, that they I'm were not, not going to end it. I'm no. not even going to lie. I was excited when at the end of Stargate Atlantis, Atlantis landed on Earth. <gasps> yeah, it yeah, was a that was, good, good experience. Wow, yeah. Anyways, it is set to premiere – 
in the yeah. autumn of 2009, they're going to start with a two-hour movie event, two to, uh, something like that is what they're saying. Autumn. And, and here is here is a cast. Okay. All right? Brad Wright and Robert Cooper and Carl Binder will kind of be the executive producers and writers. The main cast, as of late January 2009, mm-hmm. is we have Justin Lewis as, as Colonel Everett Young, David Blue as Eli Wallace, Brian Smith as Lieutenant Matthew Scott, uh, Jamil uh, Walker-Smith as Sergeant... Ronald Greer and Robert Carlyle as Dr. Nicole, Nicholas Rush. So none of these are returning characters in the main cast, at least, from the actual shows that have been running at this wow. point. Um, but basically the premise of the show is it follows the adventures of a team of explorers from Earth who find the ancient spaceship Destiny and must fend for themselves aboard the ship in the far reaches of the universe as they are unable to return to Earth. The show will be firmly entrenched in pre-established Stargate mythology and take place during the present time, which means we're probably going to see some Ori, we're probably going to see some gold, and we, we might even see some Wraith because they know which universe we're from now, right? Yeah. Uh, interesting because it sounds like Earth is really not going to be part of the show. If they can't, reach, if they can't return to Earth, unless they somehow work that in. What do you think, Don? Yeah. I imagine they'll work it in. Because of the ancients and all that was left there, there's always more artifacts to find. Do you know what they do say is Stargate Universe is conceived as a completely separate third entity in the live-action Stargate franchise, as opposed to Stargate Atlantis, which was created as a spinoff. So separate series here. But But still they're taking the, the, the foundational concepts of the Stargate technology... Which is from the ancients, and so. Yeah, it is. It absolutely looks really, really good. So we are very excited as huge, huge Stargate fans. Yep. In fact, they have the first seven episodes titled. Are you Are you still on? I am down at the bottom. They have the first t- seven episodes. If you don't like, if you don't want to know the titles of episodes, you can just say skip over this part. First ten episodes: Air Part One, Air Part Two, Air Part Three. Don, what are the next? Fire, water, earth, time. Yes. Wow. So I don't. Who knows? They're probably working titles, is my guess, because we're that far out. I'm sure they can change it. Yeah, but still, cool yeah. concepts. The first three season, part season opener. Yes. <gasps> and the first season is planned to consist of twenty episodes, mm-hmm. so it's a full season that they are contracted <gasps> for. Sci-fi. Well, and, cl- and clearly, they can contract for a full season because it is a fa- like. They're, we're going to watch. <laughs> and this is going to be another Friday night show, which oh, is yeah. which is sci-fi's big night. Yeah. Conversely to not – that's not true of network television. No. Do you know what – no, no. If you know anything about network scheduling, Friday night is the – Graveyard. Yeah. So sadly to say, Terminator has moved – the Sarah Connor Chronicles has moved to Friday night. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, and then uh, the fact that they premiered Dollhouse Friday night shows the faith no, they had in it. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. That's a little um, scary yeah. too. Anyways, so this is. Uh, I'm editing it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you're gonna snowball it. All right. I, wow, I'm not sure I like the Stargate Universe logo. Not very inventive. What the the uh, little squirrely thing through? Yeah, it. whatever. All right. 
Um, <laughs> if you want to see more of it, we're just we're just on Wikipedia. Yeah, and we just are, we are. look, which is totally reliable and speaks truth all the time. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> all right, Don. Okay, where we? Where, I'm sorry. Did we move? Let's talk about here. We can do heroes. Let's do Fringe. heroes. Let's do heroes. You, you brought up heroes first. Okay, let's do heroes. Just quick, we'll do, we'll quick, do heroes is going to be ten minutes because let, let's just preface our like um, heroes. Okay, so we're kind of in the second part of the this season. The first part of this season for me sucked. Did not like it. Was not pleased with it. Did not like where they were going. Wasn't My, it? It was villains, right? It was villains, and now it's fugitives, right? And villains I did not like. And I understand that they were reversing people's roles and people who were heroes are now villains and villains are heroes. I don't care. The truth is that Peter, the cheerleader, and Hero are my favorite characters and what the crap they did with them the first part, I have no idea. So, but now, so towards the end of the first part, or towards the end of villains, I was literally on an episode-by-episode basis of stopping watching. And I have been devoted for three years. And, but now... Fugitives, now, it's getting better. I might mean, actually be winning Don back. You know, and I, I, I watch most of the 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 heroes episodes from um, villains, but I'm definitely watching all the episodes from Fugitives. They just have rewritten that show in a way that you now have Siler back, and he's almost back to his old self. Mm. Noah's back to his whole conspiracy stuff. Don't you know don't know whose side he's on. Very um, And next week's episode. Oh, yeah, we're going to find out yeah. about Noah. And we're going to find out that he is what he's going to be doing for the heroes is building a big arc so that when the flood comes against the heroes, they will be protected. No, I'm just He's kidding. building this like 30 story uh, place under a mansion in New York. Oh, no, wait, that's the X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well heroes, I'm not, X-Men, whatever. I, I'm not convinced. He is not. that Nathan is as evil as we think he might be, and I'm, and I certainly do not trust the hunter. The hunter is, I call him the monster because he's he horrible. Is. Yeah, he is, and he does things that need to get the job done, and he is anti-hero. Yeah, and I think that he suspects Nathan's a hero. Yeah, because no one knows. No one's He's got to know, though, because Peter's his brother, and Peter's got powers. He has to suspect that Nathan does as well, and it's just not revealing it. Yeah. And eventually, he'll probably hold that over Nathan's head to control him in some way. Yeah, most... So, so what's clean, what I'm holding on to this particular season of uh, Fugitives is the un, there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm liking the characters again... I'm liking their roles, and so now I just want to see. It's kind of scatterbrained. We don't. There's not really a clear direction where what's. See, going well, I think there is because the fugitives are retaliating. Well, but not all of them. Some of them are kind of doing their own thing. Who? Like Hero and Ando and. Well, Indiana. yeah, but they, they're part of that retaliation. They went. To, they went to. Uh, wow. Wherever because of a vision that they had with Matt Parkman. Here's the biggest question. Go ahead. From the last two episodes. Who is the rebel? But here, I think we we, there, we, we discussed this a little bit uh, Monday. But I want to hear your thoughts on that. But I think we get a clue in this episode. Really? Because Hero says Destiny's calling when he gets <gasps> the facts, and I wonder if the new hero's c- code name is Destiny. 
Either it's a, if so, it's a, oh, okay. it's a new hero entirely, entirely. Because he says at the beginning when he goes to uh, India, and then when he gets the facts, he goes, "Look, destiny is calling," and I wonder if the new if the rebel might be destiny. But who knows? We don't know, know anything about her we if don't. it is. It could be Adam. Nah. I'm more in line to say maybe Micah. Because they yeah, do. Yeah, where's he been? And, and all the messages come. Via a cell phone. Electronic. Or electronic electronically. Something like the one to yeah. um, Hero, Hero was, was a fax. Yeah, and so, oh, Micah, because we don't know where he is. Well, and we've seen his well, photo on? on the dossier, the, the dossier that yeah, they were handed to the president. The wanted, yeah, yeah, he's there. And we haven't seen the Haitian either. No. And the Haitian, the only thing that or makes... Or Joan of Arc, have we seen Joan? Saint no. Yeah. And we haven't seen... Um, well, yeah, and so those would be the ones. And right. the only other person it could be is the, la- the lady from season one that went and visited Ted in the desert that can speak through the computer. Oh yeah, but she's been out of the picture, and she yeah. wasn't a main role. And it could also be Flying Boy. It could be because he's, he's not, disappeared. Yeah, Flying so there are Boy. lots of possibilities, and yeah. that's keeping Flying Boy. That didn't come up. That's a really good one as well. Yeah. I think the one that makes Micah convincing is he, he'd still be pretty young. Yeah. And there's a part that it says he's scared in the one text message right. to Claire. And yeah. the real question is, how does he know? All this in- well, the information well, of like how they know they're coming to get yeah. Aquaman. Well, if he has access to a computer, he can. If he can somehow break into yeah, their the network, what I call the DOD base, but yeah. I get what is it? Uh, 60, 16 stage. Yeah. I saw it. I looked it up and forgot it. But. Yeah. So, so Heroes is interesting. We're, we're hanging in there. We're, you know, we're both kind of diehard fans. So we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. I think at this point, it would take a lot for me to stop watching it. If they would have kept going with the theme they had during Villains, I probably would not be watching it anymore. But so. yeah. Okay. Fringe? Fringe. Currently, we are fringeless. We are fringeless. For, for like a month. I, you know, Someone said three weeks, but then you're telling yeah, me that April 7th. April 7th. April, 7th, April 7th. How in the heck do they expect to build a following with taking all these breaks? Yeah. Um, unless they're testing the following. To see whether to keep it on the air or not. To see how dedicated we are. Sadness. All Sadness. fringe watchers, unite! I'm telling dun, you, dun, is, dun, dun. Is that, what station is it on? Fox, or NBC? Fox is a mentalist, isn't it? It's not the Fox. It's not Fox. Uh, I think it's yeah. Channel 5, NBC, CBS. Uh, anyway. Know. Whatever. It's on. Sci-Fi is picking it up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Sci-Fi I, is, like our, is like our out. <laughs> someone said, I believe it was one of, the, uh, one of the fringe podcasts I was listening to, said that it's currently rated behind American Idol. No surprise there. No surprise. Uh, and The Mentalist is actually beating it, which is a comp- competing at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So quick general comment about The Fringe. Like, is, who's writing it? It's J.J. Abrams is writing it. Yes. Right? He, he his mind is ginormous. Yes, because there are so many things going on in the fringe. I watch each episode twice. twice because I know I'm missing something the first time I watch it through. And like even uh, this is just my thing. Even down to paying attention to the symbols on the screen when the commercial starts. Right when they make that comment that the fringe will return in ninety seconds. Look at the whatever there. It means something. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's it's a pretty. Oh. And this is so reminiscent of Lost. How you pay attention at ex- everything, everything. and and here from the down to the books that they're reading, the books they're carrying, the symbols on the back wall, 
Um, what, especially, and this is the trickiest part, listening to what Walter says. Because, because he's effed up. Like, sometimes he's just looking for root beer floats. But there's something correlating oh. there. He's not, this stuff is not being written in there accidentally. No, there is not. It is it's not. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a puzzle, and yeah. a puzzle that we were meant to yeah. kind of go after yeah. and solve. Uh, it was nice this last episode that they began to bring it together a little bit. Yeah. Um, with ZFT and uh, what and was the, it? And was it book. Jones? Was Jones a guy? Jones and teleport- teleporting, yeah. teleporting or whatever, and his dying and and oh, Walter has a bigger role than we've given him credit for. Yeah. He it, and it's clearly meant to be that way. Yes, I think, that, and, and he's forgotten about it. Yeah, because there's something about like Doctor Jones or that that Jones guy when he meets him says, "It's so good to finally meet you." What the hell? Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Well, well, because we, we know. Okay, like if you don't want to hear this, pause right now because it's the uncovering of the last episode. Pause. Walter wrote the book, <laughs> or at least it's insinuated. Yes. Same it, typewriter. And, yeah. Same same typewriter. So my one friend at work says, "Well, maybe he didn't write the book, but he was there when it was being written. Like maybe that other person that worked in his lab, who we haven't met or don't know." Maybe he wrote it, but clearly, even if he wrote it, Walter was there, and and he created the teleport teleportation device. Yeah, you know, there's which and, came out of that book, and and he was reading and saying, "Oh, this is good." Remember yeah. that? Yeah, like, he agrees with some of the philosophies. Yeah, there's more to it. Yeah, there's more. Walter to it. is so like so faceted, like yeah. like his 17 years or how many years he was in that crazy house. Clearly, but there is just he, yeah. Like, okay, and so if you take that theory, like, massive dynamic. I bet they, like, they must know. They know everything. They have to know. Yeah. They know all of Olivia's life. Yeah. Now, her father, they say, was on that military base, and that's why she has that chemical, right? Right. There's speculation that Walter's son, I forget his name. What's his name? Oh, Walter's son, uh, Peter Bishop. Peter Bishop Mm -hmm. is a brother to Olivia. Well, we know there's something unusual about the birth of Peter. Right. Walter has alluded to it in previous episodes. Because and of uh Peter Peter clearly has an intelligence close to his father's. Right. And so I'm thinking there's something that about Peter's birth that's unusual. And so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if the two of them were somehow genetically created or or, or whatever. Kyle XY kind of thing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what yeah, happens with that. It is it is probably by far my most favorite show on TV right now. It's different. You know, it it took me a while to get into the main actors. And initially what what drew me to Fridge was Walter and Peter, that relationship. And it still does. But the okay. other actors, the way they're building all those. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I wish I wish they would build the African American guy and the blonde haired lady. Those two roles need to be stronger, I think, than they are currently. I, and I think they, they probably will. Like, I, I love his role, but I don't think... Like, I'd much rather see it more like a um, Mulder... Scully. No, no, a Mulder... Skinner. Yeah, kind of relationship. Yeah. And it's not there yet, but it's only the first season, so I could get there. Yeah. Well, you know, what do you think of Astra? Who's that? She's a lab assistant in Walter's lab. Oh, she's interesting. She's she, a nice. She she's gets a-, a phone call this past episode from someone secret. 
Don't you remember that? Right. There, there's there's yeah. more to develop with Aspen. Well, absolutely. And we are waiting yeah. to see. And somehow, I'm wondering if she's not there to keep an eye on Walter. Or ZFT. Or whoever. She, wait, Massive Dynamic something. Oh, that would be interesting. There's a huge yeah, conspiracy yeah, going on, that. and we don't yeah. know. And this is There are huge conspiracies. J.J. Abrams has sky's the limit yeah. here to where he takes a show. Yeah, and I am not a big Lost fan. I never have been. You know, but it's got a huge gathering as well. And it does. Kudos to that. And, and it's, it's well written. It's a well written show. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched episodes here and there. They're pretty good, but I'm not. Like, I don't Do you know, know I, is it on this last season? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to start a rumor here. I uh, <laughs> If you know and want to let us know if Lost is on this last season yeah. or not, you may certainly write in or call in and let us know. We would love to hear from you regarding that. You know, she's not even listed in the cast Who? on Wikipedia. Oh, there she is. Astrid. Astrid. Yeah. Yeah. Think about Jessica Nicole Yeshi. Yeah. yeah, good role. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm but she's always around. Pleasantly, she's surprised. always around Walter. Oh, always around Walter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know what, John Scott, they keep bringing him back. Oh, yeah. He keep bringing him back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. After this last episode, well, the memories have been severed for the pet. The yeah, second last so episode here. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if they. But bring Master him back. Dynamics still has him a lot. Well, in some kind of stasis or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so I don't know. We'll, we will see. Yeah. Olivia and him married in real life. Really? Someone said they just got married. Hmm. I don't know if uh, that that came through one of the rumor mills, uh, one of the fringe shows I was listening to. But hmm. yeah, lovers in real life. Fantastic. But yeah. Okay. Any other uh, shows we should touch mm-hmm. on? Are we pretty good? Sarah Connor Chronicles. Did you watch the last one? I did. <sighs> wow. Wow. With the it's- nurse. Yeah. And it's, John Henry discovering yeah. the other one's machine. Yeah. Dude, when she walked into that warehouse, she and was her arms. Killing left and right. Oh, it was she's, brutal. She's vicious. It's, you know, we, I think we were both on the same page with the first season. We were a little shaky and weren't quite sure if we were going to like it. But this second season has really stepped up and yeah. I am loving it. Yeah. It'll so. be interesting to see where they take it. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm really looking forward to Clearly it. Clearly my favorite character in that show is uh, Rain. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think of her name. You mean, you mean River. River. Yeah, I'm sorry. River. Yeah. yeah. Clearly phenomenal female Terminator yeah. protecting John Connor. Yeah, that's... Cameron is her name, right? Cameron, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. In the show. Yeah, just so, a really, really cool character. Yeah. In the-, uh, the only... The character I'm a little shaky on is the mom. Sarah Connor. Yeah, because sometimes like her kind of her storylines getting kind of weird. Yeah, there's always with her dreams. And yeah, she's kind of visionary, and that's a yeah. bit interesting to see where they're taking it. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how they develop that character. You know, the one person I did not like first season that, that's growing on me this season is actually Connor, the son, the son. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, and you know what that is, and and like I think, <laughs> like clearly. If, if anyone remembers, not to di- digress, but he was from Heroes. Right. He was a cheerleader's friend in Heroes. Yeah. And, and I think suggested, that, suggested gay friend, right? Right. Suggested yeah. gay friend. And so when he switched over to Sarah Connor Chronicles, I clearly think they saw the need to him to beef up and get a little bit more manly. And and he's done that. In season two, he has clearly stepped up to the role. And he's and more... Is, and yeah. he's, more despondent and he's yeah. hating life and hates yeah. this whole idea that they're on the run yeah, and, really and that's all playing into that yeah. and I like that they brought his uncle. His, his uncle back in to kind of help him out yeah. I like his uncle a yeah. lot yeah me too but 
And the his girlfriend, I get rid of her any day. Yeah, and that twist is kind of with, uh, yeah, with the whole she's from the future too. Yeah. And, uh, We're gonna get hate mail for this, but you know when they, when she committed suicide, they could have just left her uh, dead. Drama, so. they really could. But yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Leave her in the hospital and get out. Yeah, yeah. But oh well. But it will be interesting that they're suggesting their ships around. They're suggesting that the three dots, the ships up in space. Yeah. It's interesting because it suggests that that's actually in existence. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I'm yeah. excited. So. Yeah. Well, I don't think I'm. No, I think there's nothing coming up. We're getting excited about going to see Watchmen in a few weeks. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. Pretty excited. We'll, we'll be having a, Matt and I are going to be having a huge discussion on that the next show because he is a. Did you read Watchmen? I'm not a big Watchmen fan. I haven't like ever read a little couple of pages, and but I'm. I mean, it's a DC comic, and so yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah, three hundred director from three hundred, so it's gonna be yeah. So. And three hundred was brutal and beautiful at the same time. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, should we wrap up the show? Yeah, let's wrap up. Let's wrap this up. I'm done my pie and onto my coffee, and let's get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, we're gonna wrap up the show, and uh, if you want to comment on anything we're saying or enlighten us if we said anything wrong, because I'm sure sure we did. We're just kind of spouting off, but we would absolutely love to hear from you and have you correct us because we are always into learning more about the shows we love. Yes. If you want to leave your feedback or just call and leave us your thoughts or want us to talk about any topic more or focus on anything more, you can call us at our listener line. Just say you're calling for dining at the end of the, the universe. Dining, if I can speak, dining at the end of the universe. And um, you can call 717-983-4314. Or you can also email us at zogpod at gmail.com. That's Z-O-G-P-O-D at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be happy to even incorporate your emails into the show. We love playing listener calls as well. And what was that? Peace out. Oh, he's saying peace out here. Um, there's another site. If you want to find out more about uh, the podcast that we do, Don and I are involved in another one as well. You can find it out at zogpod.com, and that'll list all the podcasts that I'm involved in and uh, some of the ones that Don is involved with as well. And we, would, again, would love to have you in on those shows as well. May the force be with you. E-I-E-I-O. Oh.